Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Zach. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty solid. We had an interesting night at work last night. Uh, fun story? Uh, I work at a roller rink. Okay. Uh... About 80% of the way through shift, we lost power. So, impromptu dark roller rink? So, we had to, with just, like, phone flashlights and stuff, get everyone's skates off, return all their shoes, get them out of the building. Uh, Make sure there's no kids hiding in the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) And then clothes. Yeah. Did power ever come back, like, during closing? Uh, right as we were finishing up. Of course. (laughs) That's a bummer. Yeah, it was quite a thing. Um, so yeah, that was an interesting night, but I, I have a break day today, so that's a good thing. Perfect. So yes, uh, for those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Zach. I'm Mandalorian Orange on Discord. Um, I am a fairly competitive player. I have mainly been playing Web Warriors lately. Uh, they're probably my most played team. Uh, but I'm also playing a lot of Guardians. I've played Convocation. I've at least dabbled with just about everything. I used to play a lot of Asgard. Um, I come from Guild Ball as my sort of competitive miniatures gaming background, but I've been doing miniatures gaming in some form or another since probably for uh, 14 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, me. <laughs> and uh, what character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in the game? Nova. Nova. When- Give me Nova. Uh, preferably Richard Ryder, but I'm totally cool with Sam Alexander also. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if we get, like, just from some of the releases they've been doing I'm and, and what's going on in the MCU, um, we're getting, like, a Young Avengers Champions thing going on right now. When they announced Miss Marvel, I was so excited. I really wanted her to have a champion's leadership because yes. like we've already got Miles. I was like, okay, we're going to get Sam Alexander. We're going to get Viv Vision. We're going to get Amadeus Cho. Yeah. And then she doesn't have the leadership. I was like, okay, fine. I'll have to keep waiting. Yeah, uh-huh. I love the champions. Yes. But the champions are getting a big push in Mobile Champions, the card game right now. Okay. Um, then- I-, I wonder how much relation there is kind of between those i would imagine not necessarily a lot i i so it's the way i look at it um is that there's a bunch of different sources i pull in information from between the other marvel board games and the marvel mobile games of what are they pushing and what are they not and if there's like three or four of them that are all kind of pushing the same thing i'm like there's an indication this might be something from on high Okay, yeah, it makes sense. I'm deep in Marvel Puzzle Quest, and they're pushing a new character, like, every other week. Yes, I, I am <laughs> deep in Marvel Future Fight. Okay, I don't know that one. Uh, do you want... Uh, do you remember the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games? Yeah. Do you want mobile Marvel Ultimate Alliance? 
kind of, but it sounds like it'd kill my battery real fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Okay, um, I'll have to check that because it's called Future Fight. Yes. Yeah, I'll check that out. And if you do get into it, poke me and I will get you into a guild. Okay, sounds good. Uh-huh. But yes, no, they just announced the Multiverse of Madness uh, uh, update. Okay. Makes so, sense. so we are getting new costumes for Wanda, Strange, America Chavez, and Wong. Nice. Yeah, God, that movie's in like two weeks. Yeah. To to date the recording of this. <laughs> uh, this will come out Thursday, so we're only a couple days off. Okay. So cool. I I want to get back to the place where I'm a week ahead on recording, but things have just not lined up. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Busy time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Nova Nova is definitely a character I could see coming out at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, we just got the reveals of uh, the two Black Order ladies, so yep, I'm hoping I, this is the start of a new cosmic wave. I am so excited for Black Swan. <laughs> oh, her model is so good, ripping that robot in half. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, there have certainly been some interesting conversations on certain discords about it, though. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> no. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for both of them. I'm, they're cool characters. I'm excited to see what they do with Supergiant because she, her she's like all about mind control and possession, which is always hard to get right in a miniatures game and like making yeah. that feel good for both players. Mm-hmm. Should be cool. And hopefully more Guardians are around the corner, because I've got a list as long as my arm of characters I want for Guardians. That is my feeling with X-Men, but I also know if if they do those characters, they will do the terrible 80s costumes and not the good modern costumes. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not an X-Men fan. Yeah. That, that, that is the, the thing people who know me on Discord probably know, that I am <laughs> that I am not an X-Men fan. <laughs> I, like, 80s X-Men don't care. Mm-hmm. What they have done with the Island of Kakoa and House of X and all of that stuff, I fucking love. Okay, nice. Um, But yeah, no, it's... It's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's its own little corner of the... A very large corner, but its own little division yeah. of the Marvel Universe that just doesn't have my interest. Very fair. Um, there are just certain characters I cannot stay away from. And it, it may also be like, I grew up in the weird era between major like non-X-Men cartoons. Yeah. Because I grew up with X-Men Evolution. Okay. But there weren't really any other Marvel cartoons happening at that time. This was right before, like, the anime-inspired era of Marvel cartoons. Okay. Uh, See, I never watched any Marvel cartoons. Like, when I was a kid, I didn't really start getting into Marvel in a big way until the MCU. Mm. Like, I I watched the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and the 2000s X-Men movies and all that. But, like, Mm. I wouldn't have called myself a Marvel fan until... Iron Man came out pretty much, and I didn't start getting into comics until I started playing MCP. Mm-hmm. I the Marvel, uh, the MCU has made me realize a bunch of stuff about both Marvel and DC. 
mm-hmm. and has slowly pushed me more on the DC end of the spectrum. Oh, no kidding. Uh, because my thing with Marvel, and this is mm-hmm. true, until recently, this has been true. They're starting to break out of this in the comics. They are still stuck in this in um, the movies, I think, for the okay. most part. Um, they go for the safe, t- safe ground ball rather than swinging for the fences. Yeah, usually, yeah. And I respect DC so much more because they are always swinging for the fences, even if they whiff. They whiff a lot, though. (laughs) So I think it's a much lower rate in the comics than on movies. Sure, I've never read any of their comics. And as a TV person, I think DC does TV a mile better than Marvel. I really liked the first couple seasons of Arrow and Flash, but I fell off those pretty hard pretty early on. Yeah, and then Young Justice is great. Stargirl's really solid. Uh, I have a deep abiding respect for Gotham, even though the first season is kind of terrible. The rest of it is insane. <laughs> in the Harley oh, Quinn cartoon is amazing. I have the, some, the one on HBO Max. I respect that show. Uh-huh. Um. I have a weird re- personal relationship with comedy in general. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a super subjective medium. Yeah. Um, and then also I have a deep respect for Titans and Doom Patrol. Those are on my list. I've heard they're really good. I loved Teen Titans when I was a kid, like the original cartoon. I thought that was a, an amazing show. I rewatched it like in college and totally held up. Okay. So those have been on my list. There's just too much stuff to watch and not enough time yeah so my thing was teen titans uh because do you ever have that thing that one of your family members is a little too into uh i'm probably that family member (laughs) (laughs) so my sister is very very into the teen titans show and i also got into the teen titans comics which were really good at the same time at the tv show and they did so they were like a little bit edgier. I imagine, yeah. Um, so I I respect the Teen Titans TV show. I do not love it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but like I think the thing with me is more of I think Marvel fundamentally doesn't understand TV. Mm-hmm. They treat it as long movie. Yeah, totally. And that's not really TV. The only two shows that I think they that they have made and. The Netflix stuff is, like, weird, contentious. How do we categorize it? So I'm not ca- talking about those. Um, okay. Because, oh, I'd love to talk about that stuff, though, because I know you're a big Jessica Jones fan, yes. and that show was so good. It was very good, and it, it's kind of a middle ground between TV and the long movie that Marvel does, but also it was yeah. completely produced out of house. Right, yeah, that stuff is all kind of its own... It's world. it's it's the same kind of comment I go towards The Gifted, which is a show I like a bunch, but was completely not. It was the post-apocalyptic X-Men TV show that they did in, like, 2018. Oh, wow. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. So it's, it's like, uh, mutants as hunted by the government secondary class citizens okay. with an underground movement. Okay. And it's, like, the lead character is Polaris. I only know her for being completely overpowered in Marvel Puzzle Quest <laughs> and looking exactly like Enchantress. <laughs> She's Mag- Magneto's 
only non-contentious child at this point. Okay. Because the comics oscillate on whether Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are actually his children, depending on the storyline since the MCU happened. Okay. So she's the one that carries on the legacy. All right. Um, But uh, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger are the two shows that I actually think work because it was not done by Marvel Division. It was done by Freeform. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which are, which is, uh, for those that don't know, Freeform is the new name for ABC Family, which is uh, Disney's teen-focused TV network. Yeah. So it's, it's and those people actually understand what TV is. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is completely off topic for an MCP podcast, but I could have a whole conversation about what TV is and how that's been changing over the past, like, decade. It it certainly has been changing, but even in streaming the streaming era, and this is why there's a lot more middle ground towards long movie. Yeah. But I will still say that TV, and I think the uh uh stre- streaming TV is still TV because it understands that individual episodes need to have resolutions as well as totally um the overarching plot line as long I, as they are yeah. And that's something that Marvel doesn't quite get. Yeah, they, they their Disney Plus shows have not been the best. Mm-hmm. The, I, I loved Loki. I thought Loki was incredible. I loved WandaVision up until the ending. And I do not think they stuck the landing on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and WandaVision is the closest they've gotten to TV by aping an entire genre of TV. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's TV. TV is a really broad medium, though, and I, I like that there is kind of so much room to play with what what that is, you know. Yeah, but I still think I still think DC consistently does it better. All right. Yeah, that's fair. I won't argue. Yeah, and also DC has them absolutely blown out of the water in animation. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> I, I haven't watched almost any of it, but if, from everything I know, yeah, that's totally true. Oh yeah, they have for like the last two decades. Yeah, DC just needs to learn how to make like more than one in three of their movies any good. <laughs> and that's maybe being generous. Um... <laughs> so the other thing I respect a lot about DC is all of their films all of their live-action films, feel like products of their director, not the studio. Yeah. Uh, I think that the decision to scrap the DCEU is the best decision they can make. Let them all just be standalone things. Mm-hmm. Let people play. I, I really liked the Batman. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really good. Um, the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's like they, they've certainly like got good stuff, and when you let good filmmakers do their thing, you get good products. I, I liked Eternals probably more than most people, but I was really hoping to see a little more Chloe Zhao in it. Yeah, I, I can agree with you, even though it was probably is my favorite Marvel movie at this point. Wow. <laughs> okay, when I said I liked it more than most people, I am not on anywhere close to that level. I, I, I think it's a totally, like, middle of the pack. It's good. I'll watch it again. But 
This is my <laughs> statement about how little I think of a lot of the Marvel movies. Yeah, I imagine. Um, because like a lot of the like standard bears that people hold up rely a lot, like uh, Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy rely too mm-hmm. much on the Marvel quippiness that has completely worn off on me, and I okay. now find exceptionally annoying. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then Endgame and Infinity War. I think are really good first drafts of a style of film. But (laughs) as with everything being done for the first time, I think there is so much room for improvement, I can't really call it good. Okay. I would would argue with you about Infinity War. I think Infinity War is is a very good movie. Endgame is a lot of fun to watch, and it nails the emotional. It does that super well, but it is a mess of a movie. Yeah. There is, like, the second time you watch that, you're like, wait a minute, this plot makes no sense. And they break the rules that they just set up, like, 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. But it's it's my thing with Infinity War is it felt a little necessarily so overstuffed. Sure. Yeah, yeah. They they have to cram a lot into that two and a half hours. Yeah. And I I think... They did not quite perfect the arc of making the pacing work and not overbearing when you mm-hmm. have so much stuff you have to go through. Yeah, it's just sort of a matter of, like, how how much investment you have in it to say how much you're going to like. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the new standard bear everyone's yelling about is No Way Home, which I think is middle of the pack at best. Honestly, that's my favorite MCU movie. <laughs> it's not my favorite Marvel movie, but it is my favorite MCU movie. Oh no, I don't think any of the MCU movies beats either Into the Spider-Verse or the first Blade movie. Into the Spider-Verse is my number one for sure. I saw Blade for the first time like a year ago. I've got no nostalgia for it. It's a bad movie. I'm sorry. It's not good. It's fun. It's a very fun movie. It's bad. <laughs> you are talking to the person who has a deep abiding love for Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> okay. And Blade is kind of Marvel's version of Vampire the Masquerade, and I'm not complaining about it at yeah. all. I love that shit. Of course. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i so sad that Across the Spider-Verse got delayed. Eh. I'm so excited for that. I, I'm not sad it got delayed. It'll come out eventually. Yes. Ah, yeah. It'll be great when it does. And I've got to say, though, so Into the Spider-Verse, best Marvel movie. Best superhero movie, though, is The Incredibles, and I will fight anyone about that. I would still go for Into the Spider-Verse, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's number two. I think that's easily number two. But I will fight about Incredibles being the best superhero movie. <laughs> I I think that one's really solid. Um, and I think there's a lot of good stuff in it. Um, how, how do I phrase this? <laughs> we don't actually have to fight about this. We've got a podcast to do. Yeah. Incredibles <laughs> got to a place of overplay with me. Okay. Because just watch just- it too much. Or, like, too much cultural exposure? Both. Yeah. Where it's just, like, I'm kind of worn out by it. Okay. 
I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> I, I love talking movies. Mm-hmm. It's great. I but saw it, some weird ones this weekend. Ooh, what did you see? Um, I saw The Northman, which was fine. I had higher expectations. Reminded me a lot of The Green Knight in some not-so-great ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weird one I saw was Duel. Ah. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Uh, I've, I have heard of that one. Did you, have you seen it? No, I have not. It's a weird fucking movie. It is Scandinavian as hell. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's American-produced. It was made in Finland, and the lead the lead characters are played by uh, Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. But everything about it is so Scandinavian. Yeah. But it works you know like it's so all the characters are so wooden and like dead almost but it's got so much great deadpan humor um it's i at least from what i took away from it has some really interesting things to say i've got no idea if that's what the director intended for it to say but at a certain point that doesn't matter yes um Uh, i i will side eye the neon demon for that exact same uh, situation. I don't know that. You don't know that one? No, I don't. Um, Nicholas Winding Refer, I think it was. Okay. The guy who oh, made Drive, his yeah. movie about the, uh, fashion industry. Yeah, I never saw that. It's weird. Okay. Um, but also speaking of great movies that are out in theaters right now, at least at time of recording, last I checked... Have mm-hmm. you seen everything everywhere all at once? Yes. Oh, oh my god, I love that. Yeah. That is like one of the most unique movies I've ever seen. And also, Michelle Yeoh needs to get an Oscar nomination for that at the very least. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, the that movie almost probably more than any other movie I can think of had me going from like almost falling out of my chair laughing to tears in my eyes like pathos faster than anything else since the rock scene yeah oh my (laughs) god the fact that it can make you cry with a rock with googly eyes (laughs) oh yes i really want to see that again yeah like i i can't wait uh-huh. Uh, I recently did a full spoiler cast on my Patreon with a good friend, Brett, who was a is also a previous guest on the show. So if you okay. want to check that out, check it out at patreon.com slash Lexa White. So yes, and I will need, knowing you're a movie fan, we will need to talk after this, and I will need to get you on a bonus episode where we can talk more about movies and TV and all of that stuff. Okay, happy to. But for now, who did you bring? <laughs> All right, yeah, MCP, that's a thing that we play. Uh, I brought Hood, mm-hmm. Parker Robbins. Yes, so Hood is a very cool character. He's very solid, probably at the upper edge of characters that I can, I'm can. i willing to talk about on this show. <laughs> um, but he has a lot of interesting applications. He's a mystic rapid-fire character, which... You know how I love my rapid fire. Mm-hmm. And he's a healer, and he's a transform character, and I also love my transform character, so he's just a full package. 
yeah, he's got so much going on with him, like that they had to put him on two full size cards. And he's got like so many interesting mechanics and such a cool play pattern. Um, I haven't, it's been a while since I've put him on the table. I've been playing against him a lot, mm-hmm. but like, I'm just excited anytime I see him. Yes. So, uh, are there any affiliations that jump out to you as places you want to play him? Yeah. Um, the biggest one is Asgard. Uh, I yep. think he has some really cool synergies there with just making them unkillable tanks. They can use the leadership to clear the bleed. They can use the leadership to heal more. Uh, they've got predominantly physical attack, so he brings some nice diversity to their attack suite. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's possessed, he has charge, which kind of fits with Thor and Valkyrie and that they've got some really, like, kind of fits the Asgard theme of good mobility. Um, so I think he'd be really cool there. Yes, and as always, we are not putting him in his affiliated options of Criminal Syndicate or Cabal. Of course. Um, I want to bring up um, Mr. Blade and his Midnight Sons. Okay. Because the heal giving you bleed counts for vampiric immortality. It does, yeah. Ah. Uh. I think it's good. I'm very just interested in Midnight Suns. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why. I If I could take Blade's leadership and put it anywhere else, I think that's probably my favorite leadership in the game. But that affiliation just does nothing for me. You aren't a vampire person, I'm guessing. <laughs> Not so much. But yes. even, taking, even taking theme out of it, mechanically, they don't do much for me either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. Go ahead. You are the guest. I was gonna say I, I've got two other two other things that I'm kind of interested in. Um, I think Spider Foes is yep. a cool place for him. They also don't have much in the way of Mystic attacks. Their characters are all just giant meatballs, so they have a lot of health for him to replenish. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of plays into their theme of like trickiness and weird interactions which i think is cool yeah um so i think there's good stuff there uh actually i guess i've got got two more uh i think black order he'd be interesting in but not super interesting to build a list for and not that interesting to talk about um but one thing that i think would be kind of cool is an unaffiliated team built around just cramming in as many damage reduction characters as possible. Hmm. That is interesting. I've given that very little thought. The idea came to me, like, earlier this morning when I was getting ready for work, and I was like, okay, I'm going to put that aside to talk about later. Um, I've given it almost no thought beyond that. I don't know how much there is there, but I think it could be cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So, just a couple things I want to talk about before we make a decision, because there's just a couple ideas percolating in my head. Uh, I want to talk about the new kids in the room, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, totally. I've been jamming a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. games. Yes. I I am using a, it as an excuse to put Agent Widow on the table more, and I love that. Core Widow has been such an integral part of my S.H.I.E.L.D. teams that 
the agent just hasn't been able to make my roster. Also, agent's not paying. There's that. Uh, agent Widow is my favorite character in the my favorite model and character in the game. Yeah. So any she excuse, seems super solid. Oh, she's great. Uh, I play her all over the place because extra VP is secretly super good. Yeah. Can't argue with that. I played her in Inhumans. I played her in Cabal. I played her everywhere. Yeah. I want to play her in Shadowlands Criminal Syndicate next, just so uh, you get rerolls on all your rapid fire shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stacking rapid fire attacks there is really good. Mm-hmm. But then, he's affiliated there, so we can't talk about that. Yes. And then <laughs> there is um, a very fun list that I've been seeing start up of aggro convocation yeah so convocation is where i have personally played hood the most Mm -hmm. um in season six of the tts league i played convocation and during the first half of that where we only knew the reroll side of their leadership Mm -hmm. i was playing him a lot very Um, fair yeah i dropped him out of my roster i haven't really played him much since then that roster has evolved a ton back and forth Uh um but yeah he he is definitely solid in convocation and uh there's also the new tech in convocation of electra yeah that is really cute i i don't know if it's good yet but it seems really fun well have do you know the tech with grunts yeah, yeah, of having them pick up an extract, kill themselves round two to get your iron books back. Yep. And rinse and repeat. Uh-huh. Round three, you'll probably have someone KO'd by normal means, so you'll have it back then. By round four, you can almost guarantee an extract jank again. Yeah, yeah just permanent ironbound books is really good. But and she's a I'm mystic not... attacker that hits and like a, a mystic attacker. Uh... I'm gonna have to try it at some point. I I'm a little skeptical if it's worth a four threat to do that, but it definitely sounds really cool. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun even if it's not good. Which, totally. We're all about fun over competitiveness <laughs> here. Yeah, for sure. Um. So yeah, that that is another thing to keep in mind. Um. And then I just wanna bring up. There, there was a conversation that happened earlier today about um, uh, Hood in Guardians. Okay. Which, this is something I don't feel like we need to make a list for because it just played a game in the top four. <laughs> but was I want to bring it up. Was Morgan playing that or was it his opponent? His opponent, who healed okay. 19 points of health across the game. Between the Hood lot. and Groot and we and and Tactus Gods. That is a lot. That is so much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I've thought about him for my Guardians lists, but he's never really made the cut. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely see, because I am a big fan of playing Hulk in Guardians. Yeah. And Hulk is a very good healing target. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have a lot of options on the table. Is there one that jumps out to you as the thing you want to do? I think Asgard is the one that has me most excited. 
Um, they used to be one of my main affiliations and I haven't played them in forever. So the idea of just making an Asgard list is also exciting. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think that would be the one that I would pick. Okay, 100% fail. So that means we get Mr. Thor in here. We do get Mr. Thor. Which Thor shows up on the table, you never know until you start the game. <laughs> yeah, that that is Thor's thing. At the very least, he can pick up and throw stuff. He can throw people, and he can throw hammers and put out shock. And I feel like if you, all you really expect from him is shocking their biggest threat round one and then throwing people medium away from you, you're not doing too bad. Yeah. If you can put out some staggers, that's gravy. Uh-huh. And then I think we need to, just for points, Valkyrie. Yes, definitely. Um, what yeah. about what? What do you think about your four threat options? I think I take both Enchantress and Loki. Okay. Um, I love Loki. He's one of my too. favorite characters in MCP to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I normally like him much more with a gem than without, but I feel like just for threat reasons in Asgard, you kind of have to play him gemless. Well, there's always Maybe Hela. Don't <laughs> I I still like Hella, and I think she just becomes exponentially more powerful if you're paying pay to flips. So yes and no. I think the importance of a four defense on a pay to flip is a little bit overstated. Um, a three defense is still a fifty-fifty to flip against one contesting model. And if you've got displacement or just reliable killing power, it's less important. Um, So what it is more is that she is a medium base, medium move that generates two powers first turn. Sure. Uh, Which means she can uh, always flip two points on Mutant Madman. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I... She just... She's feels like she's missing something, you know? Like, I, I want... I want to like her. I really do. She's got some really cool tools. Mm-hmm. But just, like, every time I look at her, I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, she... I, I, She's under the curve, but I think she's still usable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, well, think, I think we could easily fix her... In the same way we fixed Crossbones by just releasing her wife. Oh, was that Carnilla? Yeah, Carnilla. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, any character gets better when they have a linked activation. That's for sure. Or just like a shared tactics card between the two of them. Yeah, something. Also, I just want more gay couples in this game, you know? Yeah, more representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, other characters that are high up on my list are Wiccan and Hulk. Yes. They are, de- they, are, they are definitely in my consideration. Um, we, we do technically have some gay couples or in the game already. Uh, but that's more because of modern comic stuff than... <laughs> Who are you thinking of? I, I'm trying to... Uh, so Wolverine, Jean Grey, and Cyclops all dating each other now. Oh, okay, we're talking about X-Men. All right, I check out. <laughs> no, X-Men is like the gayest part of Marvel right now. Sure. 
Which makes sense given like their allegorical or not allegorical, like thematic stuff about like inclusion and stuff. And, and the allegorical roots, they were a gay allegory for a long time before it was explicit. Yeah. And like the okay, scene... I, I didn't think I was using the word right. Nope, you were using <laughs> the word right. And like okay. the scene, I think it's from X2, it may have been X3, between Iceman and Wolverine is just like one of the gayest scenes in in that like era of movies, and I love it. Okay, I don't remember the scene. Yeah. Uh, Iceman giving uh Wolverine a beer, and it's just done in the gayest way possible. <laughs> nice. It's it's great. Um, but yeah, I I have a deep love for Hella. Um, I think she still has some places that she can be played. Um, she is one of the many characters that specialize with bleed. Yeah. <sighs> I think, so the the one that we haven't talked about yet, Angela, I definitely want in here. Yeah. And I don't think I can justify taking Hell of only because that means once we, because obviously Hood, then there's only three more unaffiliated slots. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that's enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry, Hella. Yes. I, I still love you. She's getting a, um, they're making that ultimate encounter or like game night kit for her. So hopefully I'll at least have a reason to put her model on the table. Uh, supposedly, we... Yeah. It was a leak internationally. Well, it's not been officially confirmed, from what I understand. Right. Yeah, I'm hopeful, though. I am hopeful, too. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um. So I imagine we need some threes and maybe a two. Yeah. Uh, I think let's start off with a two, just because it's easy and not that interesting, so we can just get out of the way. Um, it's... Bullseye. Not what I was going to suggest. Well, okay, let's hear it. I think this is the return of the old standard, Okoye. (sighs) I feel like she has an anti-synergy with Asgard. Because she wants to be spending her power on Bob. That, That is, like, her thing. And now that she's not making power off her spear... Because, yes, she she used to be my number one with a bullet for Asgard. Mm-hmm. But she's not good getting to use the leadership, so she's not really getting to be that tanky while still being relevant, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's my thing with her. My thing with the two threats is, for the most part, any of them, you walk up and they die turn one and uh, die in one turn. Mm-hmm. Unless you have some really bad dice. Mm-hmm. So, Akoi is the one that would stick around and get to get the heal from Hood, or you just made a bunch of power off of getting hit, you can maybe able to spend one for Asgard leadership, that type of stuff. So, how, how about we talk about my other favorite two-threat then? Um, actually, my number one favorite two-threat right now, actually, easily. Uh, Toad. Toad, Yes. Uh, I love Toad. Um, he's got five health on his healthy side, so he's much more likely to survive a hit and be able to be healed by Hood. He also plays in really well with the pay to flip since he's able to actually flip, like on later rounds on Deadly Meteors, say he's actually able to flip two of them with only one movement action. Yeah, very fair. Um, I'm, I'm down with Toad. I love I, Toad. I'm never sad to play Toad. Yeah, very fair. All right. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, he's in. He's in there. Cool. Uh, what is your next model that you want to consider? Uh, I think Luke Cage. Mm. He is. He's got damage reduction, mm-hmm. which is great for leaning into the tanky side. He's immune to bleed. So when Hood heals him, he can save his leadership use for just healing more damage and not having to worry about the bleed. Mm -hmm. Uh, He brings heroes for hire. Yeah. Which, especially since we're not taking a Koye, gives us a way to protect our our more vital pieces. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a weird suggestion. Hit me. Uh, Proxima Midnight. Okay. Flat reduction. Mm Mm-hmm. Fast. Yes. And that's something uh-huh. I think we might need is some speed on this roster. Okay. And uh, she can just randomly daze someone in the middle of the activation if they're not careful. Yeah, totally. Um, How about both? How about... I, I, was go- I was going to suggest Lizard as my second three threat, but Lizard is overplayed. Or not overplayed. <laughs> He's played the correct amount, but that that's correct amount is a lot. So let's put Proxima in there instead. Yeah. Uh, I've started messing around with Corvus and Proxima in S.H.I.E.L.D. at uh, my friend Kevin's suggestion, and mm-hmm. it's good uh, having three, because I'm almost always taking Iron Man in that team, so having three damage reduction models on the table at yeah. once is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing uh, a core of Agent Widow, War Machine, and uh, Nick Fury. <laughs> Neither of those are in my roster. <laughs> My, my core is you. It, I mean, Fury obviously, but then generally between two and three of Bucky, Iron Man, and Core Widow. Mm-hmm. I've really been liking going six wide with them. Yeah. So having like them and Hawkeye and then Bullseye. Uh huh. Has been real good. Well, so the other shell I've been doing is I've been doing uh, shield as a shell for condition play. Okay, that's like your thing. You love the conditions. <laughs> I I do love the conditions. The uh, so Hawkeye and Agent Widow for sure. Uh, Crystal and uh, depending on point value, either Green Goblin or uh, Star Lord. Okay. Or occasionally Viper. I I've never actually seen her on the table well then <laughs> apparently you need to play once. me more i think so we we played once and i th- but i think that might have been before viper came out that might have been yeah uh-huh. but that is a model that has just sat unpainted on my shelf mm-hmm. for a long time <laughs> yes so we have one more slot we have one more slot and i have to be a dumb man go for it saber tooth One one of my locals, uh, is Sabretooth is like his favorite character, but that's because this man has the luckiest goddamn dice I've ever seen. <laughs> he also thinks Dormammu is the best character in the game because every time he plays Dormammu, he just one-shots someone with every attack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. I like his speed. I like uh, healing factor in Asgard, especially. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since I played him. 
Mm-hmm. I have other Jake I can suggest. So okay. yeah, I, I, look, I'm concerned. I'm looking at I'm looking at my display case right now. I'm looking at him sitting there. Mm-hmm. He's 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 painted all nice, and he's seen the table like twice. Mm-hmm. I'm considering it. The fourth threat is a content. Like I have to look at threat values to see kind of what this list needs. But what what else? What else are you thinking? Well, the other fourth threat I'm thinking of, and it. It's something I commonly play with Pokemon Midnight because they do synergize fairly well. Mm-hmm. Is Omega Red. Okay, if we're going to talk about Omega Red, then we have to talk about better Omega Red, who's Venom. Yes and no. Okay. Uh, I, I definitely think we should talk about him. I don't think he's strictly better uh, Omega Red. Um, It's... Poison is such a strong condition, I think. I think people undervalue poison, and giving it out freely is good. Uh, damage that uh, that there's no dice roll, roll involved in is very good. And he's a flat mm. reduction character. That's true. That's true. He does lean into that theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a 3-3-4, so he's good against wizards. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I think Venom also has some value in this. I, I I'm I'm certainly a, a big Venom fanboy. Yeah, uh, he's great. I think he is a criminally underrated four threat. Yeah. Um. He. His uh, web snare not needing line of sight is an improvement over Omega Reds that does. Yeah. Him having a throw is, is money. Uh, the fact that people are just scared of hitting him pretty often is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but, on the other hand, I've never actually played with him. Or, no, 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 that's not true. I've played once. I've only played Omega Red once. And novelty is a pretty strong factor. Here's a, here, here's a, here's another possible curveball for mm-hmm. Ronin. Another one I was going to bring up. I'm a big okay. Ronin fan. Uh, it, I I you. It's been a while since I've played Ronin. He got dropped out of my Guardians roster pretty early, just because they're so spoiled for choice. But back in the day, I used to love playing him in Cabal. So um, I... when he can make power off the universal weapon. Uh huh. Is rad. Yeah, go ahead. I, he is one of the central characters in my aggro in humans list. Yeah, makes sense. Um, cause it's like, if you're running a core of Black Bolt, Ronin, and Miss Marvel, you do a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. He can move size four characters. Oh, um, yeah. Not super reliably. He's fishing for wilds, but it's not terrible. It's five dice. It's a little better than 50%, I think. He gets two free attacks a game. He does. Uh, if you field dress him, he gets three. Yeah. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got four energy defense, which we're running deadly meteors and spider portals, which we're playing Asgard, so of course we are. So, he's very good there. He's also got the medium move, medium base. Yes. So I fast. I played him in my shield list this last week. Ooh. I like the idea of that. Um, just because you can spend one for the aggressive when they mm-hmm. attack him, and then mm-hmm. apply judgment too, 
and then you're right up in their face for when you thwack them. Yeah. I also want to okay. try Drax in S.H.I.E.L.D. for the same reason of just aggressiving Drax. Yeah, getting him just ways to stay in the fight. Drax feels criminally underplayed. Oh, yeah. Uh, if if we weren't taking Luke Cage for his resistance to bleed to synergize with Hood, uh-huh. I would have suggested Drax here because he can throw size three characters. Yes. But I think Luke does a little bit more for this list. We could consider Drax instead of Proxima, but I do like Proxima's speed. So, uh, another curveball four. Okay. And one with immunity to bleed. Okay. Ultron. I'm not super impressed with Ultron. He, Ultron is like the definition of fun to me. You know, like, he doesn't have that wow factor. He doesn't really have anything unique about him. Like, he's got a solid range attack. He's got good defenses. Uh, he's got a good terrain throw, but there's nothing exciting about him. He's especially good into wizards. He's good. He's not like one extra defense is good. It's not oh, no. or the one the, the extra block thing is what I mean. Yeah. Um. I I I'm 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 kind of stuck on Ronin. Okay. Now let's let's go with Ronin. Ronin let's is go a with fun Ronin. time. Ronin's a very fun time. Ronin's a character that needs to have another episode, because I think there's a lot of new affiliations that he plays really well in. Yeah. And I mean, Judgment, especially in kind of the meta with all of these, like, high-threat characters out there. Oh, yeah. I think Judgment, judgment gets so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Have you ever played both a Ronin and a Scarlet Witch in a team? I haven't. Uh, I've played against it, actually. Isn't it annoying? <laughs> Oh, it's super annoying. Uh, it was a little bit less annoying because I think I was playing Web Warriors that game, so I wasn't really making as many attacks. But it is definitely annoying. <laughs> so I haven't played Death and Taxes into you, have I? Uh, you haven't. Um, Vince Kirkhoff has. Okay, I have inspired someone then. Yeah, th- this was a while ago now. But yes, the, uh, the Guardian shell of that. Ah, so I was doing unaffiliated uh, Groot, Loki, and uh, now Rogue. Okay. And also occasionally Deadpool. Does Mr. Sinister make it since he can also put out Root? Uh, he can, he's in the list, but he's not one of the big players. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the rest of the list is very specific say no pieces. <laughs> so it's your Jean Grey's and your Cassandra Nova's and stuff like that who have the ability to say no to a type of superpower. Right. Is Scarlet Witch and or Ebony Maw in there yes. for uh, their no card? Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it is, but Loki Bubble plus Root. Plus, oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Plus it's Deadpool brutal. and or Rogue draining your power. Yeah. It's real mean. And then a backline Jean Grey to say, no, you don't get to displace my model. <laughs> How dare you even try? Yeah. You're paying four extra for that, and I'm just saying no <laughs> for standard price. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so rude. Yeah. I am waiting for them to do a ward type ability. Do you know what that means? 
not really. I mean, from context clues, some sort of defensive protection thing, but no, what do you mean? Um, so there's a relatively recent mechanic in Magic the Gathering called Ward. Okay. Which reads, uh, to target this character with an ability or a spell, you must play blank additional. Okay. And I, I it's, it would be similar to the, like, Mysterio tax. Sure. Where it's like, to target, targeting this character with this superpower, mm-hmm. you have to pay blank additional. Yeah, so it'd almost be like a focused Loki bubble. Yeah. Which could totally work for, like, a three-threat version of that. Well, or just, like, a character that is very selfish with their protection and their yeah. disruption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think that would have been something interesting to see on Black Cat for her, like, bad luck powers. That could have been cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I, Black I, Cat may, I may throw that on one of my characters that I'm making, because I, I do do custom, Arkham, uh, mm-hmm. custom Marvel Crisis Protocol characters. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Yeah. But yeah, so we have our 10 characters. Now let's get on to Crisis's. All right. Uh, we're playing Asgard. Yes. So I, I feel like the choices are kind of obvious. Okay. But that said, Hood doesn't really play on the flip secures super well. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely want Deadly Meteors, because even though Hood isn't super right there, like that, that is Asgard's best crisis. Yes, and I it's, think it's, it's also something Hood can take pot shots and heal from the side while everyone else goes in. Right, he's certainly not, like, a liability Yeah. by any means. Even if he's not good at flipping the points himself, he's very good at keeping the rest of your people up in order to do their job. Yeah. Um, I so, I mean, also want to talk about a very aggro focus, or a very, like, aggressive scenario at times that's also mm-hmm. a C-map. Intrusions. Okay. Yeah, intrusions, I think, is interesting. Um, Asgard can heal the damage from it, uh, from going through the portals. They make two power, so they are less impacted by the power expenditure of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 19th threat means that I can fit more of my higher costs in there. Yeah. Um, I'm not totally opposed to it. It's it's scary. It, it's scary as Asgard, because they've got so much like top-end hitting power, but so little reliability. You know? Well, I'm just looking at it as a thing because they make so much power. Yeah. Like, Enchantress portals in, beam beam, gets a bunch of power, moves someone, portals out. I like that. Okay. No, you've sold me. Also, home. Let, let's let's think about 19 real fast. Mm-hmm. We've got Thor, we've got Hood. That's eight. I like that for Enchantress. That's 12. Then... That's seven more we... points. That's so, seven more points. That's Valkyrie and Roman. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. I like it. That's a weird team, and I'm into it. Let's go for intrusions. Or, on the other end, we can also go uh, Loki Proxima. 
if we just want speed and right. annoyance, depending on the opponents, because Loki is such a silver bullet against things like Web Warriors. Mm-hmm. He's great against Black Order, too. Yep. Or any splashed Thanos. Mm-hmm. I, I love Loki so much. Yes. I, I love that Loki is Thanos' arch nemesis in this game. Yeah, it makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with that. Yeah. So we've got one more secure. Yes. It's a real shame about the threat value because for the type of list we've built here, I would love Gamma. Yeah. But I, I can't in good conscience include a 15 threat. Mm-hmm. It, Asgard just has too many expensive pieces. Um, and as I, I think just for reliability, I think we got to go with spider portals. Okay. It, it's, it's very, it's an Asgard staple. Mm-hmm. Uh, most other teams hate it. Very fair. Yeah, it, it, it's not a super interesting answer for Asgard, I feel, but like, it's hard to argue. So, for extracts, um, I want to talk about the tech against grunts. Okay. Cubes. Oh, man, I'm, I love cubes with... with shield with my grunts mm-hmm. i'm totally happy like i don't care if my if my shield agents die a little faster mm-hmm. i but love it, it i i have found it keeps your grunts in the game keeps grunts in the game mm-hmm. though i have found the actual secret anti-grunt tech is playing spider foes just um will they plans them or uh what sinister, sinister traps. traps yeah yeah, foes have some good stuff against them for sure. Yeah, they are steadily becoming my anti-grunt faction. Also, it's hysterical in uh, separation anxiety to play while laid plans. I thought well laid plans specified asset or civilian. Does it not? Does it just say it's objective token? If I remember correctly. Okay, because I remember looking at that at one point for some reason writing it off. But yeah, let me that double is check very- that. Foes, well, also, I mean, Sinister Traps is super fun in Separations. Oh, yeah, you, you put it on the middle. Of, like, or on, like, one across the board and just be like, we're doing, we're playing politics now. Like, you should totally go throw this other guy into it. Uh-huh. No, it is for each enemy character holding an objective token. Okay, nice. So everyone holding a symbiote gets bombed. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. Uh-huh. So, for one game, I did Carnage, Dark Ark, Green Goblin as my team. Mm-hmm. And then Well-Laid Plans, Bitter Rivals, and Sinister Traps. Every time I've played it, we, we've, we've Gentleman's Agreement, No Bitter Rivals. It's hysterical. But, yeah, it just affects so many models uh-huh. on the table there. The... I well okay. I bitter rivals on a Scarlet Witch uh She Hulk turn once. Where okay. with drop off. Yeah. Uh I lost that game because I tunnel visioned on beating up the X Force player so there could only be one force remaining. <laughs> uh but it was a moral victory. No, because also the X Force player lived. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think we're on cubes. 
I think we're on cubes. Uh, I, I like. I generally like cubes with Asgard. Yeah. Um, the leadership helps make up for their uh, for the damage. Hood can heal off any additional damage, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hood also kind of benefits from holding a cube, even though he doesn't have a ton of health himself. It keeps his heal online more often if he's yeah. hanging further back and not making as many attacks. Yeah. Yeah, like, he's not necessarily your first choice to hold a cube, but he certainly doesn't mind. Yes. Um, yeah. It's also one of the four good extracts in the game, so I'm into it. Oh, contentious opinions there. I don't think it is that contentious. I think a lot of people, I think more people than not probably agree with me. Mm-hmm. I, I think Cube, Spider Infect, and Montesi and Hammers are the only good, good extracts in the game. I disagree with you. Yeah? yeah? What would you put in that category? So, it's, it's, uh, I think the way that grunts on things like Montesi and Hammers can pick up an extract and run to the back corner of the board. See, I think that's a problem with grunts, mm-hmm. not a problem with the extracts. Uh, I, I think you are right in that those are more dangerous to play in the meta these days because of grunts. But I think that's because grunts are poorly designed. Yeah. And those extracts are well designed. And I'm also a fan of the pay to flips. <sighs> garbage. I think there's such garbage. It's like you have games where there's just no extract at all. And that sucks. And then you have games where you're even more incentivized to just take a character and run them to the corner. Because they're the only people scoring points from the extract. Yeah, it's, it's, I want, th- as they go forward, I want them to find a way to, I like the pay to flip because there is the option where you can have no extract in the game. Because I think that's I important that. for attrition to even live in the game. See, I think Montesi does that so much better. It's, it's still low amount of points. Most of the time, it's a two-to-one split. It's very low scoring, and each character can only hold one. Yeah. I think, that, I think low, low objective count... Like, I think it's really important to have all of your crises be at least somewhat live without being too live. Mm-hmm. And the pay-to-flip ones are the extreme ends of both of those spectrums. Spectra. Mm-hmm. It's either there's no extract or this extract is suddenly like the only thing that matters. Uh-huh. I also just have a deep abiding love for specifically alienship. I can take or hit myth the other two. Yeah. Uh, but- I think Senators is my favorite of them, and I would think Senators was generally good if it wasn't 14 threat. I just think 14 threat shouldn't be in the game. But I really like that if you want to find the Senator, you are guaranteed to find the Senator. So it's my thing with Alienship and why I love it so much is it strands someone who picks it up no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's certainly a good mechanic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think we could get, I think we could come to an agreeable point <laughs> by kind of mixing the ideas of Senators and Alienship. Um, totally. Yeah, I, I think, like, there's ways to do it well, AMG just hasn't. Um, I still think alienship is in the fine category, mm-hmm. not the bad category. 
Yeah, it, it's it's not as bad as some of the others. Yeah. Um, but I think I think we just need a big extract overhaul across the board. Totally. Um, because yeah. I think AMG is slowly realizing how hard it is to design a good extract. I hope so. And you will note, because uh, back at the last mini-stravaganza, they had a print-and-play event. Mm-hmm. Those extracts were weird. Yeah, there's certainly... I didn't play any of that one, but I played one of the ones before that, and they definitely get a lot more creative, which is cool. And I'm hoping um, that's actually the test bed for future ideas. It'd be cool. Um, cause like one of the things that they did, uh, they had a extract that only scores if you attack someone that turn, the character holding it attacks someone that's turn. Yeah, I really like stipulations like that. I think stuff like that or an extract that you can only score if you're near a specific, like e- even if it's a long leash, but if you have some sort of leash to a specific part of the board, mm-hmm. I-, I think stuff like that is very interesting design space well and then the other one that they did was uh an extract that auto drops by a secure each turn so something like that has been one of my recommendations of how you fix herbs for a while Mm -hmm. yeah and that's cool yeah oops oops i love i know it is broken out the back <laughs> I think there is actually a relatively simple fix to it okay what's that uh, switch the hub and the altar I don't think that does enough uh, I think it needs a fundamental overhaul Um, oh. because it puts you in enemy lines in one walk interact range yeah on turn one I don't think that's the problem. Uh, I think the problem is just like how easy it is to deny scoring. It's again, it's another thing where it's either completely dead or there's just some sort of complete degeneracy. Yeah, and like I, I would, and I would love to see. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And and we have pointed out our st- systemic differences on what we how we view di- completely dead extracts. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I think a systemically zero zero extract is not a bad thing for the game. Yeah, I, I definitely disagree. I'm totally cool with very low scoring extracts, but I, I think the game is by far at its best when every aspect of the game is in play. Mm-hmm. And like, be, when you can skew that hard, it just creates situations of abuse. Mm-hmm. But back to this list. <laughs> yes, so we I, have cubes. We have cubes. I think the next one that I want is one of the ones that I think is poorly designed, and that's Research Station. Yeah. Um, which would be a great secure. Just make it a secure. We don't no, need more secures. We need more extracts. <laughs> well, yes, but um, I think Asgard's generally good on that. We have a lot of displacement available. Mm-hmm. Um, 
people being very bunched up is really good for sick and powered dark lightnings. Yep. Uh, and for enchantress really th- beams. And for enchantress beams, totally. We can throw out a lot of splash damage. Oh yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, 16 is not a terrible threat level for yep. Asgard. They can make that work very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the last one, I'm tempted by spiders. Um, I've always been kind of a fan of spider infected with Asgard because like Thor and Valkyrie both have charge. So they are not nearly as impacted by a spider infected move as a lot of other characters. And flipped uh, hood also has charge, but that's a little less in your control. Right. Um, So I think that's interesting. I think... I mean, they, as much as I hate it, they certainly don't hate alien ship. They like the threat level. Enchantress is good at uh, controlling the extract there. Um, and you strand someone in a point where with advanced R&D, you can turn one charge, multiple people into them. Right. Which is always a satisfying feeling. Yeah. Um, I I just love alien ship and inhumans because they str- you strand someone there and then uh uh what's his face Black Bolt can just punch them to your side of the board and you kidnap them. Because mm-hmm. between Black Bolt and Medusa, they are halfway across the board. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah. Sure. As, 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 as much as I hate the extract, it is definitely good for Asgard. Let's go for alien ship. Cool. Now, tactics yeah. cards. Alright, so we've obviously got to start with Odin's Blessing. Yes. Well, actually, we have to start with Hood's Gang. I, I don't like Hood's Gang. Yes. I, I was really high on it at first, when it first came out, and then just the, the order of activation problem it creates is really awkward uh the fact that you're not in control of when you can play it if you get flipped to possessed Mm -hmm. it's got a lot of awkwardness to it that makes it really hard to play effect yes but this is also the hood episode but i think playing it makes hood worse hmm because I think, especially if you're, especially because we're leaning into the healing side of, by playing him in Asgard, we're using him to really pump up the team's durability. Most of the time, at least in my experience, um, Hood's gang has been best played on round two. Yeah, but that means you've got to activate Hood first, likely on round two when none of your characters have really taken too much damage yet, so you're losing out on him really being able to heal anyone effectively on round two, when if you can save him for a later activation, you're going to get a lot more value out of him. Okay. So I don't know. On the other hand, it does provide uh, some much-needed... Offensive consistency to Asgard, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, maybe you just kind of have to play it in a later round. Maybe you save it for round three or four. Yeah. 
And but by round three or four, you have a lot less control of which mode Hood is in. Yes and no. Um, the even if you get popped into possessed mode, mm-hmm. you can end your activation back in normal mode fairly consistently. I have found if you've got four power. I have found he generates power in that mode fairly well. It it depends who he's near. Mm -hmm. Because, like, a six-die attack is great. Uh, Don't get me wrong, it's a great spender, or a great builder for a three-threat. Yeah. But it'll occasionally just not make any power for Mm -hmm. Especially when you only get to make one of them because you need your second action Mm -hmm. to do the, the lightning. So it's, my view on it is I would err on the side of having it in the list and not necessarily playing it in the game for the Hood episode. Sure. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, can, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, just because we, even the terrible tactics cards, we try <laughs> and make work just because. Sure. Everyone has a favorite moment depicted on a tactics card or a favorite character and it's all about uplifting you know okay yeah i'm with you Mm -hmm. and sometimes we found some of them are secretly broken like what pin particles is that the throw terrain one yes that does not have a on wasp or ant-man's turn so if you're playing it with a mystique you can do it during mystique's turn yeah i definitely agree that if you're playing ant Ant or wasp you should take a look at that card (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> and I think Wasp is legitimately good in Mystique uh, affiliation. Okay. Just relatively survivable for her threat value and yeah. long mover Very plus fast. a range one place. Yeah. Pretty consistent. Very fast. Yeah. And generally has the uh, power to spare because she doesn't. Once she's in small form, she doesn't really spend that much power mm-hmm. to place the bucket and run away. Right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then randomly you get to pin particles and juggernaut throw all on Mystique's turn to just decimate <laughs> one person. <laughs> when this guy absolutely has to die. <laughs> yeah. So currently I have Hood's Gang, Odin's Blessing, Rainbow Bridge, and Advanced Arndy. Um... I'm kind of on the fence about Rainbridge. Really? Yeah, it's... It's an awkward card. Yeah. I've found. Now um, it's a lot more awkward. Right. Now that, it, now that it's fair. Yes. Um, it's best used as a secure play. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you, you, of using it as, like, multi-target climbing gear. Like put people back on secures or let you threaten secures that you wouldn't mm-hmm. otherwise. But I don't know that it's necessary. I think I think let's maybe put that on the back burner for a minute okay. and see what else we fill out with. Mm-hmm. I totally agree about advanced R and D. Yeah, uh, that card's great, uh, even with the change. Yes, um, and, and Asgard has a lot of characters that make use of it really well, and has many great arts. Yep. Definitely does. Uh, I'm personally partial to the uh, Domain of Dread to Amamuat. I don't 
have that one. What, what, what's that one? Uh, like? It is the Infinity Watch. Oh, that card finally came out. Wait, okay, wait, yes, wait, I voted wait. for that one. Yeah. Yeah, that is great. I need to get a hold of that. So in the domain, you get that. You get a, uh, like, promo Doctor Strange, uh, not Sorcerer Supreme, normal Doctor Strange, uh, right. character card, and a copy of Demons Strange. Downtown. Yeah, that's good stuff. I wish they would do more stuff like that to make crises accessible without buying boxes. I, I think this was an experiment, and I think they've had a resounding, yes, this is a good thing. Good. I hope so. Um, are we taking si- sibling rivalry? Uh, of course we are. We're taking Thor and Loki. Okay. <laughs> it's, there is some contention about it because some players feel like Thor and Loki are best on the opposite ends of the board. Oh, I totally agree, and I think it's a super awkward card to use. Mm-hmm. But come on, get help. Yeah. I've been it's, playing. It's so fun. I've been playing a lot of the cat and the spider. Okay. Because uh, I've been I don't playing. Like that one as much. I've been playing Amazing Peter Leadership. Yeah. Uh, and, oh boy, getting to turn one, throw Black Cat up so she can make an attack. Yeah, make some power. Make some power back, and then displace you off the point because you're already slowed. Mm-hmm. It's- yeah, it seems okay. I don't know, I'm not, my tactics cards and Web Warriors feel so tight. Yeah, well, it's, it's. You're playing a very different suite of tactics cards, I think, with Amazing Peter compared to Miles. Probably, yeah. Amazing's not even in my roster. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've been doing Soul Amazing Focus, just to speak with him out. Crystal, secretly very good with him. Also Hawkeye. Yeah, totally. People who apply slow easily. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the other Asgard card, Doom Prophecy. Ugh. Because, okay, I think because we're running... Um, intrusions mm-hmm. for a more fighty thing, and with talking about saving Hood's gang for a late game, I think Doom Prophecy as like a closer card is really cool. I can see that. Well, I, I think you you save that for like round four or five, mm-hmm. but when you've it, when you've got either Valkyrie or Angela or Loki. Mm-hmm. in a position to really use that, they can just butcher some stuff. Like, so, Loki making eight die counts blank strikes yeah. is real good. Yeah, I, And he packs himself with Trickster a little bit. Uh-huh. So it's, it's my thing. One of the characters that I love most with this is the one Asgard we are not taking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, like, she always wants to be using her mystic attack anyway. No, there's... Not always, but... There's a point where you just switch to the physical attack, and you just go, because you start expending souls to give them bleed, and then you do a spender that's, like, 11 dice. Yeah. And then they don't count wilds. Yeah. No, that's certainly good. Uh Uh-huh. But and also, if she's I, on her flip side, you can keep the souls and then keep her relatively safe. Just right. Not because she's not rolling defense dice, but just because she can come back. Right. No, it, it, it's definitely got synergy with Hella, for sure. But I think it's also got a lot of good synergy with Valkyrie and Angela and Loki. It's like Valkyrie and Angela can both make more than two attacks in their turn. Yeah. 
so they can get more value out of it. Uh huh. <clears throat> and Loki just has such high quality attacks that, like, oh, yeah. I think it's really, yeah, I think it's so really interesting. Like, it's definitely not, an, <clears throat> excuse me, it's definitely not an every game card. And like, when you do take it, it's most definitely like a late game card. Yeah. Plus, and again, they're going to be taking more damage, but if they don't die, Hood helps keep them on their feet. Yep. Very true. <clears throat> um, another card we talked about earlier, Heroes for Hire. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Luke Cage is in the list, so Heroes for Hire is absolutely it. Um, now, uh, what do we want our restricted cards to be? We already have Med Pack on a stick, so we don't need Med Pack. Mm-hmm. I think field dressing is a no-brainer. Yeah, I can see that. And then it's the question between patch-up and brace. I, I think patch-up is a little bit too cute of okay. doubling down on the healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when, like, Hood really hates having stuff at him. Yeah, I think just for uh, Hood, we need to do brace. Yeah. As and much like, as braces I want to are... do patch-up. <laughs> I, I, I considered patch-up. I really did think about patch-up. Uh-huh. But I think it's a little bit too cute. The, the range 2 is just so restricted. Yeah. Like, I like everything else about that card, except for the range 2. Yeah. So but that yeah. leaves us with two slots left. Yes. So. And I want to throw a curveball straight out of the gate. Okay, hit me. Not a curveball if you know the show. Okay. No matter the cost. Who do you see here that is going to make really good use of no matter the cost? Hood. Okay. Just being able to get possessed hood back to normal hood with a no matter the cost. I don't hate it. But I also don't love it, because I feel like you're... Possessed Hood, his health is, like, such a strong resource with that reduced two. Mm-hmm. That when you're playing no matter the cost, in a way, you're almost paying, like, triple the health. Very fair. From a, from a Kirkovian viewpoint, uh, to make an old Gilball reference. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Very fair. Um, I also think occasionally, <clears throat> against certain matchups, you will do it on Hel- uh, on Angela. Um, if you ever want, I never to- found Angela short of power. I I found her short of power if you're trying to go from Spender into Angelic Assassin. Okay. Um, and then Proxima Midnight also can make use of it fairly well. Her spender is great. Yeah. It's great, but I don't think it's tactics card word. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's something um, to keep in mind. It's definitely something to keep in mind. Uh, I'm putting the back of my head. What do we think about Blind Obsession? <sighs> Blind Obsession? Rapid Fire characters like it a lot. I know. It is It is at this point an old standby. It's not okay. exciting, but it's definitely okay. good. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's move on. Yeah. We may come back to it. We may come back, but we want to be excited. Yeah. The other card I have to shout out almost every episode is Mark for Death. 
I love Mark for death. I don't know that this roster gets a ton from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this roster is more using it for like to keep someone in place than for like negate because they don't really have a ton of long range attacks that they need to get around stealth for. Well, um, you're forgetting the third part of the card. The denying the defensive modifications. No, as a web wars player, I am certainly not. <laughs> Yes, do you want to make Amazing Peter's Day terrible? <laughs> or what? God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I have sold entire metas on this card. I, I, lo- I love the card. Yeah. I think that's another maybe background. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that we need it as much for this. I'm, I'm, scr- I'm scrolling through the list of tactics cards. The one that I think we what? might need. Okay. Psychic Shielding Device. Okay, a little bit of counter uh, counter control. Yep, and just as an additional bump into the Wizards matchup, because um, it's it double that. duty now. Yeah. Um, but it's we have some very power rich characters. We do. Who can definitely pay for it and pay high amounts for this, and we yeah, have really fairly cover. scrunched up scenarios. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, let's 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 put that in. Uh huh. What do you think about face me? I think this interesting. That this would be the list to play it. So let's go for it. Yeah, because I think face me with Ronin (laughs) is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, give them a as long as you can set up where like they don't have good attacks into someone else, and it doesn't have to be into them. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really interesting. I think having another way besides Enchantress to, like, make someone come back if they're trying to run away with an extract... Yeah? ...is really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, n- never, ever use Face Me on Black Cat if Black Cat has two power, though. Because <laughs> she will probably just get to run away again right off the ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, um, well, no, uh, because mid-turn stagger, um... Oh, I'm not even talking about the stagger, I'm talking about the six dice with a wild, uh, elusive. Oh, fair. I was thinking yeah. mid-turn stagger. Yeah, that, that'll bite you next round. Yeah. Um, well, and, and in this affiliation, we don't care about mid-turn stagger, because we just right. take care of it with the leadership. We don't care at all. Yeah, no, it's, it's more about the elusive trigger. Yeah. But also, like, we don't care about mid-turn bleed right? that much in this team. It's a right. little annoying, but like, not that bad. Yeah, we'll heal it, or it's like, oh, cool, I'm already bleeding, so Hood will heal me now with no penalty. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think Face Me is a very fun shout. I think Face Me is cool, because we've got Luke Cage and Proxima who can really easily just, like, face tank something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or even Thor with his massive health pool. Yeah, he's injured. And I mean, against a lot of models, he's fine taking a hit on the chin, healthy. Yeah. He usually has better things he wants to do with three power, though. But, but yeah, he's sort of, he has spiked out to the moon to <laughs> the second person to attack. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, oh, I accidentally one-shot this guy. Hey, you! Get over here! Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. Yeah, I think Facing's really cute here. Yeah, let's let's play it. It may not be good, but it's fun. Yup, absolutely. 
So that is a complete list. That gets us to 10, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for those at home, uh, our team is Hood, Thor, Prince of Asgard, Valkyrie, Enchantress, Loki, God of Mischief, Angela, Toad, Proxima Midnight, Luke Cage, and Ronan the Accuser. You can't see how big the smile on my face is for Ronan the Accuser. <laughs> I've got a pretty big one myself. And then for tactics cards, we have Hood Gang, Odin's Blessing, Advanced R&D, Sibling Rivalry, Doom Prophecy, Heroes for Hire, Field Dressing, Brace for Impact, Psychic Shooting Device, PSD, and Face Me. <laughs> and then for Secures, we have Deadly, Muta- Deadly Meteors Mutate Civilians, Intrusions Open Across City as Seals Collapse, and Portal Overrun City with Spider People. Then for Extract, we have Struggle for the Cube Continues, Research Station Attacked, and Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown. I love it. What a, what a what a wacky list. I love it. I love it too. Um, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, I'm on most of the MCP discords, Mandalorian Orange. It's spelled a little weird, um, but if you just start typing it, I'll show up. Mm-hmm. And you are now um, on the Morlocks Discord. I'm now on the Morlocks Discord, absolutely. One more to add to my collection. Yes. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I've guessed it on a couple other podcasts if people want to listen to me talk for some reason um but yeah i don't have any of my own so just hit me up on discord if you want to chat yeah and concerning our previous talk that concerning the obligatory digression of the episode (laughs) we hit it early didn't we yeah no uh i am in the same locals as omnis Mm-hmm. So we talk a lot, and he's and he's been like, I've been listening to your episodes recently, and it's like, oh, it's thirty minutes in. What what is our digression this week going to be? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I do do that. It's a good brand. Yes, it is a good brand. You get to me hear me be opinionated about a lot of things. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, you can support the show at Patreon.com/slash Lexa White where you get access to the Moloch Discord and bonus episodes, which I will need to drag you onto one of, at the very least. Totally. Happy to do it. Um, and then you can uh, you can reach out to the podcast at MorlochsMCP at gmail.com um, if you just want to email the show. And then uh, if you want to see me playing something completely different, most Saturday and Sunday mornings at twitch.tv slash games. I am playing custom Arkham Horror the Card Game content. Um, we are currently making our way through uh, Betrayal at Mountains of Madness, uh, a custom campaign uh, that uh, has been in longer in production longer than Edge of the Earth has been announced. So uh, there is that. But it's a whole lot of fun, and we get to beat up Nazis. So I can't complain. Hell yeah. Beat up... Out, beat up squid monsters and Nazis. Who can have a better day? Nobody. That's the best day. Also, as of today, we got our first teaser for the new expansion, and I am so excited because it uses one of my favorite old Call of Cthulhu arts. Cool. Um, so, yeah. And uh, next week will be the opening of Leader Out of Their Own Affiliation Month. So be excited for that. I am so excited. Yes. It is my favorite month of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, sounds fun. 
as as many people know from my article, I'm a big fan of out of affiliation Red Skull, and just getting to talk about leaders out of their own affiliation where they're not really supposed to be is so much fun. Yeah, you've been preaching the Red Skull one for a while. Oh yeah, I wrote a eighteen hundred word article on it. <laughs> uh, I think it just gets better with grunts because you can use Hail Hydra into grunts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Nice and disposable. Mm-hmm. So, with that, um, everyone have a good week and keep experimenting, people.